Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Wild and wacky and weird and wonderful. My goodness. Some kind of fun, fantastic, freaky, and... Exceptional, which doesn't really go with all of my Fs, (laughs) but they were exceptional nonetheless. Wow. Fantastic finishes in sports on Monday night. So if you had a case of the Mondays, which I know many of you did simply because so many other people you know were off on Monday, and it's kind of a bummer to be working when a lot of other people are not, (laughs) but if you were like us and you were working regular start to the week, well, then maybe you needed this pick-me-up on Monday evening, and that it was. Boy, do we have some incredible audio for you, too. Wow. Uh, To hear it as it played out in those moments in both Las Vegas and Atlanta and a little bit of drama in Los Angeles as well, though the drama in Game 2 between Diamondbacks and Dodgers was actually earlier in the game. But to have... Not just a baseball playoff game, but a Monday night football game. Go down to the wire with the final result hanging in the ballots. That's always a treat. It's always fun. And while we do get a fair amount of that drama every week in the NFL, you got to admit, there were some games this week in football that weren't good to the last drop. And maybe we're spoiled, right? Maybe we don't need that every single game. Uh, But it was so cool to see... Monday night, wrap up the way that it did. Three games in primetime in the spotlight and all three of them with huge implications, but all three of them with some great drama as well. Nothing dull and nothing boring about Monday night in sports. It was a manic Monday until it wasn't. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you're just now starting your week or maybe you haven't even gotten back from your long weekend yet, I know I've heard stories and tales of traffic and people trying to get back from wherever they were for a long weekend, milking as much as they possibly could out of the long weekend. Well, then we're glad to keep you company if you are making your way back home or maybe you're just in denial and don't want to start another work week. Come on. 
There's plenty going on in sports to keep you smiling and a little pep in your step. So we got you. We absolutely got you. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We've got YouTube channel as well. That's all we got. We don't have TikTok. (laughs) We don't have Snapchat. I got rid of my Snapchat a long time ago. Uh, We do not have Instagram. So I know that makes us extremely uncool. But if you don't mind... Going back to the OG, well, we've got Facebook, and we've also got Twitter. And if you haven't yet voted for our Monday MVP in the NFL, you can do that. The poll is actually relatively tight between our top two candidates, with a dark horse still lurking in third place right now. Will he pull off a late comeback? Oh, like the Braves, maybe? Will he pull a Braves on a Monday night. We'll see. So you can vote on either Twitter or Facebook for Monday MVP. uh, And then we will uh, certainly love to field your responses to what we saw on both the field and the diamond in these last few hours. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Typically, pretty much 99% of the time, When there's a football game going on, I will start with football because football drives the bus in our business. And we will get to football before this hour is done because it was a Vegas primetime game under the lights and featured the Green Bay Packers who travel their fans extremely well at one point during the game in Vegas. This is at Allegiant Stadium. The fans could be heard Chanting, go, pack, go. Oh, dear. That is the concern about places like Vegas where fans maybe want to go to make it a long weekend. And certainly on what was a a holiday weekend for a lot of people, they could take the opportunity and travel to Vegas. And Packers fans did exactly that. So you could hear the go, pack, go, which is the chant that generally is reserved for Lambeau Field, but not on this night. So the fans traveled well. It was a cool atmosphere. Love the aerial shots of Vegas with hints toward what the Super Bowl weekend will be like because that's where the Super Bowl takes place coming up in February. So all of that to say was a good way to wrap up week five in the NFL, but week five, Packers, Raiders, Jordan and Jimmy and Josh and Matt, they'll have to wait. Oh, Max. Can't forget about Max because he's a badass. (laughs) Max Crosby is definitely a badass. They're going to have to wait until bottom of the hour. We're going to start with the game in Atlanta. Game two of the National League Division Series. This was the series that you picked as the series you were most geeked up about, most fired up about. Not only are these two teams extremely familiar with one another, but they battled, if you could call it that, last year in the playoffs. And after the Phillies took the opener of their National League Division Series, what happened? Well, they never went back to Atlanta. Finished up the two games at Truist Field and never went back to Atlanta. Once again, Phillies took the opener. The big bad Braves, with their record-setting power surge during the regular season, didn't even score in the opener. 
didn't even plate a run in the opener. They were held in check and then some. And it started out that way again in game number two. Once again, Zach Wheeler, the starter for the Phillies, cruising. In fact, he did set a playoff career high with 10 strikeouts. Going into the sixth inning, he was still 60-something pitches, early 70s. And he, he was in great shape. And the Phillies offense had once again provided a cushion for their starter. The pitch. He swings and lines one towards center. That's out of the reach of Arcia. And it's a base hit. Turner got a late start, but they'll wave him home. There'll be no throw to the plate. And Alec Bohm with a jam shot single has given the Phillies the first strike tonight. It's one to nothing here in the top of the first. Two balls and no strikes. Oh, want to be one and one. The pitch. <laughs> Swing and a high fly ball deep. Center field. Harris back. Track. Wall. It's gone into the Braves bullpen. JT Realmuto with a two-run home run to right center field. And the Phillies now lead it three to nothing here in the top of the third. And they would also tack on a run in the fifth inning. So another run to make it four-nothing through five. Here's what stood out to me, though, and maybe you felt the same way. There were runs left out there. I felt like the Phillies missed on a couple of big opportunities to be able to get another run home, to push home maybe a couple more runs. They actually left, and I didn't realize this until I looked up afterwards, 11 men on base. 11 men on base. That's a lot of missed opportunities. A lot of ducks on the pond. But they did stake Wheeler to a 4-0 lead. And going into the 6th, he was actually... Are we allowed to say it? Of course you're allowed to say it. Jinxes don't exist. He was throwing a no-hitter. First pitch to Albies. And he swings and sends one down the right field line. Down for a base hit. Acuna cuts the bag at second, dashes for third. There's the first hit of the night. Now the throwback in gets away from Turner. Acuna heavy on the pedal, comes to the plate and scores. Finally, the Braves break through, and they are on the board here in game two. So Acuna was on via, I think it was a walk, uh, and he is always a threat to run. And while he didn't steal second, what he did was advance on the single, and then, boom, comes around to score on this fielding error by Trey Turner. Ball kind of bounced off his glove at a weird angle, and it was a bit of a delayed reaction. And so Acuna comes around to score. So bottom of the six now, it's 4-1. to one. Phillies are still doing well, right? They're still large and in charge, and Zach Wheeler is still on the mound. And actually, if you look at the number of pitches that Zach threw – 92 was his total. He still had juice. He still had fuel. Plenty left in the tank. But the thing is, against the Atlanta Braves, one mistake can change everything. Because not only are they incredible hitters and and the lineup challenges you all the way through, but when you've got a pitcher who's maybe tiring a little bit, a tad, and a pitcher who now maybe feels the pressure a little bit, 
right? Because the Braves, you, well, you could feel the electricity in the park, even coming through the TV, the electricity in the park and the Braves feeling like they'd broken through just because they got the one run across the plate. I'm sure that that was a bit of a big relief for them to be able to get just one across the plate. So they knew that it actually was going to happen. They weren't going to be shut out if nothing else. Yeah, you could feel the life. You could feel the momentum changing. And Zach Wheeler hangs one ball and it changes not everything, uh, but changes the momentum changes, the feel changes, uh, changes the Braves too, because all of a sudden they looked a lot more like the team that we got used to all season long. Travis Darno over two in the ball game. Travis hits one well to left field, heading back to the wall. Darno's got something to say. It's a two-run homer, and it's a one-run game here in the bottom of the seventh. Now, see, didn't change everything, but the Braves were back. The Braves were awake is what I tweeted. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Zach Wheeler goes into the seventh inning, but gives up those three runs. A couple of them earned, uh, well, the two off the home run were earned. Uh, the one off the Trey Turner error was not. But to to have this, the 10 strikeouts, to not even need 95 pitches to get through his start, it was fairly masterful. But as I say, hangs the breaking ball, and Darno jumps on it. And it was a no-doubter. It really was a no-doubter. But raise your hand, or nod, or yell, or whatever it is that you do. Maybe acknowledge just with a "Uh uh-huh. Yep. (laughs) Did you get the feeling that the Braves weren't done? Because that's how I felt. Yeah! <laughs> like I said, you can yell if you want to. It wasn't just about putting runs on the board. It was about this lineup needing someone to break through. And against Zach Wheeler to not only get, like I said, the walk for Acuna. And for him to use the heads up base running and the error to come all the way around. It had to feel like the 1,000-pound gorilla was lifted off their dugout. Of course, as much as we talk about the history and what happened last year, they know exactly what the Phillies are about. They get a front-row seat for these Phillies in the NL East. And two games in a row, they put themselves in a hole where they had to climb out. And Wheeler's cruising along. So to get the one run... It's almost like the top came off. And maybe it's just me. But if you notice these days, whether it's, gosh, a container of coffee or a milk or maybe you buy a new ketchup and you have to peel off the seal, why do those things never come off? Or maybe you're one of those people that when you open up a, a new jar or a new container and it's got the plastic that kind of, uh, you have to break the plastic as you twist the top, I feel like I do that, and it always spills. Don't ask me why, but it comes flying out the top every time I twist the top and get it to come apart. Right, so that's what it felt like for these Braves. (laughs) They finally got the top off, and at that point, there was going to be be some spillage. 
<laughs> the hitting was contagious. There was going to be some spillage. Really, the, the hard part was getting the top off. After that, the offense was free-flowing. So, yes, once Zach Wheeler was out of the game, and actually Alvarado was out of the game, too, uh, they end up in the, shoot, was the eighth inning. The eighth inning, they end up seeing Jeff Hoffman, and that was not intimidating at all. Kaz's eyes on the right hand. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hoffman, who comes set right at the belt. 3-2 pitch. And he hits a high fly ball, deep left field, back to the wall, and is gone! Austin Riley hitting him where it hurts, and the Braves take the lead in the eighth. It was an avalanche. They don't have those in Atlanta. But I'm sure they've seen him on TV. It was a landslide. It was inevitable. At least it felt that way to me. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Going into the ninth inning, the Braves had their fans full throat. They obviously had the lead on the Austin Riley home run. The call's there on the Braves Radio Network. By the way, did you see how Riley hit that puppy one-handed? His offhand comes off the bat, and he swings and clobbers that pitch with one hand. Scoring Acuna Jr., who, by the way, was on base because he got hit in the eighth. So now top of the ninth, Bryce Harper walks against A.J. Minter. Bryce Harper gets on base. Probably. JT Real Muto, who had the home run earlier in the game, flied out to center. And he gave the ball a ride. But he flied out. So it's one out and one on. And this may be as crazy a finish as you will ever see in a playoff game. Two balls, two strikes, one down. Iglesias. Looking into his catcher, ready to fire, 2-2. In the air, out towards right center field. Harris going to go back. Harris back to the warning track. He leaps. Michael's got it! 
it. He's got it. They fired it in, and it rolls across the infield. Taken by Riley. He double throws play. to the back. Double they play. double him off. Ball game over. Oh Braves win. I've never seen a play like that. Oh. <laughs> Braves even up the series. It was back to the wall. Harris went to the wall. Harper took off. He made a leaping catch of the wall. Fired it in. It rolled past Albies. Backing up the play was Riley. He secured it through to the bag, doubled off Harper, and the Braves even up the series. Craziest double play you're ever going to see. What a catch by Michael Harris. It was a leaping grab. Bryce Harper was fooled. He took off from the moment it left the bat, or soon thereafter. And it turns into the loudest double play. Completely unconventional. What a leaping grab. Perfectly timed by Michael Harris. Austin Riley, part of that double play. And that's how the game ends. What was Bryce Harper thinking? Well, he'll tell you. Coming up. But the Braves snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. They avoid going down 0-2 like the, the Dodgers. They wait until the very last second. But this is what the Braves are capable of. Really, any team in the playoffs is capable of. We know the the Braves, because of the power and the potency of their lineup, maybe it was just about that one run. Who cares if it came via an era? You take it how you can get it. And then once the top was off, the milk carton or the ketchup. I don't eat mayonnaise. Once the top was off and the seal was broken, here they come. Not a surprise. It was a surprise, and yet it wasn't a surprise. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, we're going to hear from both the Phillies and the Braves. Gosh, what a way to start your Monday evening. And then we also had week five wrapping up in Vegas. Game two of the NLDS in Los Angeles, and speaking of that, I said I kind of made a joke there about the Dodgers, but they are definitely in a hole and didn't have nearly as much life against the Diamondbacks. We're actually going to talk to a woman who covers the Diamondbacks, TV host and reporter Jody Jackson will join us at the top of next hour following what is a pretty incredible start to this playoffs for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Remember, they've played four games on the road and they've not lost yet. We're just getting warmed up. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, our Facebook page too. It's just another Manic Monday, but man, it was more than worth your time in sports. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Lead 5-4 in the ninth. Billy's two outs left to work with. Iglesias at the belt. Long hold. Now the 2-2 swing and a fly ball right center field. It's deep. Harris going back to the track near the wall. He will jump and he makes the catch. Harper's around second. Has to double back through the infield. He'll slide into first. He's out. It was Austin Riley who took the throw from Michael Harris, and he throws out Bryce Harper, who took a gamble and lost. 
and so have the Phillies. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Scott Fransky with the Phillies version of the final call on their radio network. The Michael Harris leaping grab against the fence. Bryce Harper getting doubled off. And he says, Harper gambles, so do the Phillies. Or he said, Harper gambles and he lost, so did the Phillies. Right? That's some kind of way to wrap it up. It's stunning. And yet, it's awesome. Regardless of whether you have a rooting interest in this series, to see a game end in such dramatic fashion, and maybe the Phillies are going to lose anyway. Maybe the Braves are going to shut them out, shut them down. But to have Bryce Harper on base, you feel like you still have an out to play with, and then he gets doubled up because he does take a gamble and blows up in his face. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So, Bryce Harper, what were you thinking? Explain yourself, please. You know, I probably shouldn't have gone over second base, um, but, you know, made a decision and, you know, I'll live with that. Yeah, I mean, just taking a chance. Um, Michael made a great play um, and doubled me up, so tough way to end it. Usually you don't pass the, the base. You stay in front of it and uh, make sure it's not caught. But he thought the ball was clearly over his head. I uh, didn't think he was going to catch it. Harris made a heck of a play. I mean, unbelievable. So he tried to get back and he slipped. And, you know, but usually you stay in front of the second base. He was, you know, being aggressive and, you know, trying to get his team back in the game. And unfortunately, you know, Mike came up with a huge play right there. So you can't blame him for being aggressive. And um, luckily we got Mike, Michael Harris in center field for us. A.J. Minter, who was on the mound, can afford to be generous about Bryce Harper's decision. He was, in fact, trying to make a play. But as you hear Bryce say, and then Rob Thompson, generally you don't go over second base. Why? Because it's almost impossible to get back with that ball flying around. Regardless of where it goes in the park, it's really difficult to cross back over second base and then get all the way down to first again. Um, before the ball can travel. And to see the reaction, not just in the ballpark, but down on the diamond in the two dugouts, gosh, that's some of the stuff that I relish about sports is being able to see the reaction in the moment because it's not all that different than how we were reacting in our living rooms. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So, yeah, instead of being down 0-2, and they were at least flirting with it, the Braves go back to Philly one a piece, though this is exactly where they were last year. Remember, we can go there and win one, and then we come back in front of these in front of these fans. But uh, I guess ideal, the ideal thing for us is to go in there uh, and win two and uh, put it away. We thrive after we get punched in the face, man. <laughs> you know, so that's that's all it is. Good stings, and we'll take it and make it make it motivate us moving forward. <laughs> Nick Castellanos, we thrive after we get punched in the face. All right, that is a true test of adversity. It's it's an interesting way to say it, but it certainly does speak to their resiliency and speak to the fact that they've done this all season. And honestly, they did it last year as well. So this type of pressure is no, it's no stranger to them. It's not foreign to them. And Again, for the Phillies to be able to grab the opener in this series the way that they did last fall, I think is huge. 
the momentum may be on the side of the Braves, but the Phillies do what they're supposed to do, which is steal away the home field. And we know what type of atmosphere will be waiting for them in Philadelphia in Citizens Bank Park. So that's one of the series in the National League. The other one, not quite as dramatic, though for the Diamondbacks, who were last in the playoffs in 2017 and were swept by the Dodgers, this is a big deal. Is it like facing Big Brother? And here they are. They've started with four consecutive playoff games on the road, two in Philly, Philly, sorry, two in Milwaukee, and now two in Los Angeles, and I've yet to lose. But that mirrors the four-game losing streak they had to end the regular season. So it's kind of interesting because you have the Diamondbacks who dropped five of their last seven and four in a row kind of limping to the finish line of the regular season. They were swept by the Astros, I believe, in their last series of the year. And then you have... Also, the Texas Rangers, who end up falling out of first place or losing by a tie break to those Astros in the AL West, they don't get the division title because they drop four of their last six, but definitely drop three of four in Seattle in their final season or series of the year. So both of these teams, and you can't call it flipping a switch, because they really have one to flip. They've been fighting, scratching, clawing just to get into the playoffs or kind of maintain their position, trying to hold off the teams behind them. And I've said, gosh, for the last six weeks, that I was concerned about the Dodgers and Braves because they were not going to be in playoff mode. No one was pushing them. No one was anywhere within shouting distance of them in the their divisions. It feels like the Braves and Dodgers wrapped up their division titles over a month ago. And to not play any type of baseball with implications, to not play any type of must-win games, to not feel that pressure and that edginess, that angst, that tension, I don't think it's good for a team to go that long without playing games that matter. And the Braves, it took them a while to wake up. Now they're awake. I'm not sure the Dodgers are yet. And boy, their pitching, their starting pitching, has been an abject disaster in these first two games. So just maybe there's something to be said for having to live on the edge and walk the line, for having to pay attention to details, for counting wins, for placing a value on those wins but also for being comfortable in an uncomfortable space where you know that a loss can bring severe implications and could ultimately result in you not making the playoffs. We saw it with the Miami Heat this year, right, in the NBA playoffs. How challenging it was for just for, just for them to get in, and yet they were comfortable with their feet to the fire. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, coming up Monday Night Football in Vegas. Your boy Jimmy Garoppolo feels great, baby. Wasn't that the thing that he said to Aaron Andrews a couple years ago, or was it last year? (laughs) Feels great, 
baby, something along those lines, flashing those pearly whites that he does. Uh, Yeah, it's not been as smooth sailing in Las Vegas, even though he's reunited with his former offensive coordinator from New England. Gosh, I was listening to, who was I listening to on the radio? I actually think I was listening to the Westwood One broadcast, and they were questioning whether or not Josh McDaniels got the job just based on the fact that he's from Bill Belichick's coaching tree and maybe shouldn't, never was cut out to be a head coach anyway. Of course, winning changes a lot. And the Raiders pull out a win. So we'll get to that coming up. Meanwhile, what's going on with the Packers? It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. 8 no. How does that feel? Feels great, baby. See, I knew it. Feels good. I didn't say you did. I just didn't know it. I was unaware of that one. I'm also a little confused as to that Bill Belichick coaching tree. Yeah, that's the one that I want to dip into. Where's the success out of there? That doesn't make any sense. That's what you actually want to stay away from. Well, Every guy's been a failure. What do I look like? Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, failure. I mean, come on. That Bill O'Brien was the best out of that. Yeah, but he did far. lead the team to multiple AFC championship games. Uh-huh. He wasn't ever supposed to be a GM making decisions, but he right. wasn't a terrible coach. And he was the best out of the tree. Romeo Cornell. Cleveland, Charlie Weiss. Right? Charlie Weiss actually was at Notre Dame for a while, though, after that. That went well. Well, okay. I mean, he, still, you get to coach at Notre Dame. I mean, it's... Because you came from the Belichick tree. They gave a lot of guys Come on, chances. didn't they go to one of the playoff oh. games under Charlie Weiss? Or am I mixing my eras up? Uh, I, I want to say Keep that was my Notre not... Dame eras. I don't... I Look, I'm not 100%. I'm pretty sure that was not Charlie Weiss. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was... Um, Which are the Kellys? I was going to say, now, Brian Kelly, right? LSU? <laughs> I'm losing my mind now. <laughs> Anyway, I agree with you. They haven't had great success. However, multiple teams have tried to hire Josh McDaniels even after he was a he was a mess in Denver. Right. He went back to New England. He tried. He was hired. Uh, well, he was. Well, rumored, he took the job with the Colts. Right. He was rumored for multiple jobs. He at least took interviews and then did leave the Colts high and dry. It mm-hmm. only took mm-hmm. a couple more years before the Raiders were coveting him. Maybe because they thought it would lure Tom Brady out of retirement. I hope that's not the reason. Because that is a dumb reason. If that's what you did, trying to hire Fine. Josh and McDaniels. If you thought that Josh McDaniels is the guy, I disagree. But if you thought that way, that's fine. But the idea that because you had to have a guy from the Belichick coaching tree, I mean, where's Joe Judge right now? Like, this tree is rotted. There's the branches have fallen off. Forget the leaves. The The branches go to the playoffs, didn't they? With Joe Judge? No. They did not. Who'd they go? Oh, with With Brian Brian Dable last last year. year. Yeah, last year. All right. No, Joe Judge was the Jake Fromm. Let's have a quarterback sneak on third down and fourth down. I right. really can't control that. <laughs> no, no. So I, I, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I have a hard time with that. There's no success out of the Belichick tree. There's nothing there that you, you point to where you go, well, this was, you know, the shine, the beacon of light. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's because he keeps all his secrets under wraps. Could be because he's the only one that makes any decisions. I told you everything. That's part of the, the problem. <laughs> Guy's in charge of everything. He doesn't let anybody do anything. It's true. Not a good delegator. My uh, Matt Patricia, that worked out well in Detroit. I mean, really, you, there's there's examples all over the place. They all are flaming piles of garbage. It's it's a mess. Ouch. It's a mess. We don't call garbage people garbage. No, 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 not the, the people. Okay, their job. All right, what they did. That's garbage. Okay. 
Trust me. Get a Lion fan. Get him to start talking about Matt Patricia. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, it's bad. It didn't work out bad. there. It did not work out bad. there for sure. Okay. On that note. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is about to be the 14th play of the drive. Yes, isn't it beautiful? Second and six on the Packers nine. Jacobs marshals out of the backfield slot right. Empty set for Garoppolo. Shotgun snap. Quick throw. Over the middle. It's caught. Touchdown, Myers. The quick slant to Jacoby. And he leaned across the goal line. Touchdown, Raiders. On a beautiful drive to go up 6-3 here in the second quarter. Gordon loves out of the shotgun. They haven't taken a deep shot yet tonight. That's different than what they've been all year. Play action to the right, over the middle. Picked off by Spillane at the 30. Near sideline 20. Spillane with a stiff arm, and he swung out of bounds inside the 10. That throw was right to the arms of the linebacker. Looked like he was the intended receiver, and he's got the Raiders set up inside the 10-yard line with their second pick in as many weeks. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Between the offense and the defense on back-to-back possessions, the Raiders are up 10-3 over the Packers at halftime. The call's there with Jason Horowitz on Raiders Radio. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, he leads the NFL in interceptions. Now seven of them as he throws his Early in the third quarter, Rudy Ford able to pick him off, and that leads to a Packers touchdown. So then, on Monday Night Football, perfect, we're tied at 10 in the third quarter, and it appeared as though the Packers were set up in a real good spot after Jordan Love chucks and ducks deep, and you know there were a lot of Packers fans there in Vegas who were feeling it. Packers start this drive first and 10 of their 17-yard line, working from right to left. We're tied at 10. Three receivers bunched tight to the left side, taking the hand, bootlegging left is Love, and he looks lost. The left side got a man wide open. It's Watson cutting back 40. He's to the 35, 30. He's to the 20, 15. Pulled down from behind, and a horse collar tackle will be called inside the 10 near the 6. Marcus Peters, the veteran cornerback. That's all he could do. 
was reach the collar and pull him down. Wow, what a play. 76 yards to flip the field and maybe the game. Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. Yeah, it was one shining moment. Jordan Love to Christian Watson in the third quarter. And they're within sniffing distance of the end zone. They could smell it. They get to the three-yard line with the benefit of the penalty, the horse collar. And as Wayne mentions, that was the only way that Watson wasn't getting into the end zone. But four snaps later, they've actually moved back a yard. So the Raiders able to come up with the goal line stand. I think there was a penalty in there as well. And the Packers settle for the field goal. They're leading, but not a big enough lead. And what a wasted opportunity. So the Raiders get busy after that. Garoppolo is under center in eye formation. Snap, handoff, Jacobs, dances, forward, forward, touchdown Raiders. Jacobs had to dance in the pocket, but he got the motion going forward. Had enough engine to get in the end zone. And the Raiders, on the first play of the fourth, take a 16-13 lead. There were times when it felt like Josh Jacobs was going backwards or running in place. He's definitely still working back into a rhythm and groove uh, like the kind he had last year when he was so dynamic, was one of the best running backs in the NFL, but is able to cap that 75-yard drive, and the Raiders are back in front. From that point on, it went from bad to worse for the Packers. They finish up with a three and out, sandwiched between a pair of brutal turnovers for Jordan Love. Well, last year, the defense was not the strength. So far this season, the defense has played well enough to win games. And this is four-down territory, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Obviously, a third and ten. Down four. 51 seconds to go. Taylor to the right of Love. Two receivers each way. Shotgun snap. Three-step drop. Eyeing the middle. Pressure up the middle. Love out of the pocket. Throws downfield for the end zone. Intercepted! Amik Robertson in the back corner picks it off in front of Watson. And the Raiders defense just seals the victory here in Vegas. Once I kind of stepped up in the pocket, I just kind of saw Christian. Um, I felt like he had the DB uh, beat by a little bit. Um, you know, thought we could make a play um, to go win it right there in the end zone. Um, kind of just underthrew it. Didn't get enough on it. Didn't get it out there enough. Um, and, you know, the DB made a good play. That's Jordan Love admitting, yeah, I underthrew it. And coupled with the interception in the first half, which it appeared as though he threw it right to Spillane, it was a tough way to finish. Packers finish offensively with an interception, a three and out, and then another interception in the final minute. No Packers nation or go pack go chance in Vegas can fix that. Yeah, Josh McDaniels has got to be real thankful for his defense. We've been playing better and better as the season has worn on, you know, and um, sometimes, you know, uh, that happens, you know, where one side of the ball is, you know, is kind of playing well enough to win and the other side's got to kind of catch up. And um, I think that's kind of where we've been. Uh, But our defense, I mean, at every level, you know, we got guys that are playing their butt off. Uh, Great effort. I thought they stood up and fought all night long. I'm really proud of our defense. They're making progress every week. And and they don't get, you know, it's a a low-scoring game, you know, and sometimes you you might get frustrated or what have you. They, They don't. They just go out and play. 
obviously a, a very disappointing loss. Give credit to the Raiders. They did enough to to win. Um, I think anytime when you have three turnovers, it's tough to overcome that. Oh, it definitely is. So Jimmy Garoppolo may lead the NFL in interceptions through five weeks with seven. But these three for Jordan Love, the three turnovers and the points that the Raiders had off turnovers doomed the Packers on Monday Night Football. Uh, Max Crosby, he's all over the place, right? So not only three turnovers, but a couple of sacks on Jordan Love. On this game, it's about getting at-bats or shots at goal or whatever way you want to put it. Um, eventually, they come, and they come in bunches. So uh, today, we got three of them. Super excited about it. And, uh, you know, you got to give big, uh, a big shout-out to Spillane. He got two picks. Um, it'll meet closing the door at the end. So, yeah, you know, the guys are working their ass off and could be more proud of them. Did you know that Robert Spillane had one career interception before tonight? And now he has two. I think it's safe to call that a career night for the Las Vegas Raider linebacker. And he's fierce, too. Just looking at him. He and Max Crosby. You wouldn't want to meet them in dark alleys. I don't know about the Raiders offense. Jimmy Garoppolo can be spotty, obviously, at times. But that defense came through with a win on Monday night. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. network. 